We're yeah, gonna, I, real, I'm really excited for you to teach me. I'm really going to sound it, so ignorant. I'm going to be like, now Same. tell me, I mean, I'm what just is reading, Africa? <laughs> I'm reading the summary. Like, awesome. You know. Awesome. Um, it's a song by Toto. It's, yeah. <laughs> and then they created a continent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, the song was so good. <laughs> they were like, we got to have a place. ridiculous merch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. Uh, And today we are joined by writer, comedian, producer, Mariah Smith. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? You know what? I'm all right. It's a good almost spring day. We're getting there. So it's I'm happy. Yeah, we we know it's gonna come back and probably get cold again. It's gonna snow next week. What a fucking jerk. Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Look out for that. Um, Heads up. If you're listening to this in the future, just know that it probably happened (laughs) and we were deeply disappointed. (laughs) And we're actually depressed. So you're welcome. March weather is actually bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you're always getting teased, you know, at this time of the year. Oh, God. You never, and I always (sighs) forget that, oh, yes, spring is coming, then summer. Because we were so deep into winter and our winter came late. It's just all a mess. I was in Florida last week on a beach and came back. Okay. Goodness. Goodness. I am here to brag, so. I was in LA recently and it rained the entire time. Woof. Oh, wow. And it was not ideal. And I'm not someone who like loves hot weather. And I was even like, what is happening? I felt just offended, but you can't win them all, I guess. That's not the LA you want. But then I was in London and it didn't rain for like 90% of the time I was there. That's nice. So you had London and LA. Yeah. Yeah. LA and London. Yeah. It's perfect. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, beautiful London. That's an excellent experience. Yeah, you know? but enough about me, you know. My travels. <laughs> enough about you. The whole, the whole episode's about you. Um, <laughs> you know, right? Thank you. Yeah, but uh, uh, it, uh, for those tuning in, this is Repeater, and we talk to people about songs that mean a lot to them. And uh, today we are talking to Mariah about a song that got her through the last year. Mm-hmm. But before we get to the last year, we're going to talk about some music we've been listening to recently. I... Uh, I've been going back and listening to this band. They're called Baroness. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a wait, Baroness or yeah. Baroness? Baroness, Baroness, like a female, oh. baron. like a female oh. baron. Okay. Um, they're I guess they get classified as like a heavy metal band. Cool. Um, that I they're wonderful, and their lead singer does all the art on their album covers, and they're gorgeous illustrations. Um, so I was going through their catalog the other day, mm-hmm. and. Uh, They started on their Instagram posting their old album covers, which are just, those albums are named after colors. So there's like blue and purple. And he was posting the Pantone colors for that, which is a very nerdy design thing. Mm -hmm. And that's how they announced their new album, Golden Orange, and a new song called Bloodlines, or no, Borderlines. Bloodlines is a show about Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Way off. Very different. Very different. but it's really cool, and it's the first one that features their new guitarist. I believe her name is Gina, and her vocals are really integrated pretty great. It's cool. got a funky wow. bass line that goes a little like off-tempo at the end. Um, I like it. It's not screamy heavy metal. Uh, it's You can understand the lyrics pretty clearly, oh, okay, good, which good. is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I would classify them closer to like Mastodon, so like more 
poppy in the metal sense. Pop, pop metal. Uh, I think yeah. about that. I don't know much about metal. Yeah, they're fun. And their instrumentation is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and at points almost... I, I always get the vibe of like classical influences in there. Sure. Uh, I feel like a lot so, of metal has that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like them a lot. And yeah. you should check them out. I will. In terms of their naming of albums, in only that retro, like in only that respect, yeah. they are like, are they like the Weezer of metal that they just pick colors? They they do have a blue album. Yeah, Weezer does colors as well. Not like, every album, but it's been they've done five. They've well, done so. blue, green, red, white, teal, black. So and they've done six of them. I think Baroness has done blue. Red, these aren't in order. Blue, red, purple, yellow, and green, which is a double album. Okay. A double album. Mm-hmm. And then now orange and gold, which I think, according to their Instagram post, is probably going to be the last that's named after colors. Okay. Oh, so it's like a, so, um, like a capsule sort of thing. Seems like, yeah, like yeah. a Whatever it is, I don't know. It's contained. Yeah. yeah. It's like how Adele is doing the her ages, ages and it's only going to be three if she has any more music coming out. But Who knows? Oh, I hope she does. It's like how Sufjan was going to do an album oh, yeah. per state. Every state. What? Sufjan Stevens. He was, wait, what? His he first did? two albums were, yeah, yeah state themed. They were like about Illinois and then Michigan, right? Yeah. Was, um, was he going to go to every state and like record the album there or have ooh, like Ooh, that's a fun idea. Album, yeah, I don't know if that was part, album? I don't know wow. if that was part of it. I just know that they were like supposed to be each be inspired by a state and I think he only did two of them. That yeah. sounds stressful. It does. Yeah. I don't want to think about like Nevada or something. Like I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. Imagine someone album? telling you you had to write something about each state. Yeah. Like 30 minutes worth of material at least. That would be a nightmare. <sighs> a nightmare. A nightmare. I couldn't do it. Mm-mm. I wouldn't want to do it. You couldn't pay me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't. Exactly. So don't ask me because I won't do it. I don't have money to do that. I won't do it, no matter what. <laughs> um, does Baroness actually name the album though that color? Because that would be a key difference. Weezers are technically uh, self-titled, and they're just the album cover is what's telling you the color. Oh. But they're <sighs> like on their actual, you know, like releases. It's just Weezer, Weezer. So it's like okay. Weezer, so they're blue, like, technically, or like, but they, okay. and they're, they're like, yeah, in like parentheses, it'll say like blue album because uh, that's how you identify yeah. it. It's I think not really the like name Weezer of it. Weezer one, Weezer two. Yeah. Right, right. I've never really thought about that, but I do think that they, ref, you know, they do actually name the album yeah. blue well, or red. Yeah, so nice. that's the right way to do it. It nice. is the right way. To Own do up it. to what you're doing <laughs> and actually use the album title. <laughs> Um, uh, a song that I've been re- listening to recently is uh, this song by Nao called Love Supreme. It's mm. cool. Uh, she is uh, British, um, I think. I can double check this right now. Um, but it's cool. It's like a poppy sort of like soulful song. Um, and she's got a really cool voice and like a fun register. Yeah, she's English. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've like had heard about her before and I've listened to some of her music. Uh, I think she's mostly been around in the last like five years, maybe. Oh, nice. So like a good amount of time. Yeah. She's been around and I first heard of her with like, I think she had one release out or an EP out or something like that. Um, but it's really cool. It's a really catchy song. I highly recommend it. A little bop. What's the song name again? It's called Love Supreme. Love Supreme. Nice. Which is bold. Cause that's also like the name of a, perhaps John Coltrane's most famous album. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like very much like, like, that sounds very... It's very much like a standing on the shoulders of giants kind of like wow. thing to name yeah. your... Yeah. You know, name she your must be album. great. 
She is pretty great. Okay, um, good, good. Uh, and I think she's, I think the song is about a love supreme. So it's like, okay. you know, it's kind of like a, a nice, it's using a turn of phrase that we are familiar with because mm-hmm. of the album, mm-hmm. John yeah. Coltrane, mm-hmm. but kind of using it in a different way. Tight. Yeah. Is it me now? Yeah. It is. What's something that you've been listening to recently? Oh my God. So I always, literally every day I listen to Ed Sheeran. Um, and I know that's probably not surprising <laughs> given the song I chose. Um, but what I have been listening to religiously since probably, I want to say December. Um, I don't know if you know the show Shit's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. There's... And season four, the simply mm-hmm. the best. Oh my acoustic. god! I was just talking with, about this. With no repeat. I mean, that is like my go-to any moment. I just I love uh, acoustic like versions of my favorite pop songs, and because I, I really love the lyrics, and like I'll get into it a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. And I think that people don't pay attention enough to like the lyrics and pop and upbeat songs. And when you slow it down, you're like, oh wow, this is really sort of like intense and very special. Yeah. So I love that version. Um, and I list, I can literally listen to it 20 times a day and yeah. feel like I don't know it well enough. And I saw him do it live uh, a couple weeks ago and it was like the best thing in my life. So The actual actor from the show yeah. like, sings and has a recorded version of it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's so cool. That's great. Beautiful, it, beautiful. That, uh, I cried during I the mean, show. I mean, honestly. Like, that moment. If people... When they see that and they don't have any sort of emotional reaction, I am concerned because yeah. I'm like, it is so simple yet beautiful and intense. Yeah. And it's something that you have you don't really see on film or TV because it's so pure and raw. Yeah. But I love it. So that's and what I'm listening to. Yeah, that's great. I remember I was talking to somebody too about it. It's like if you've only watched like the first half season mm-hmm. of Shits Creek, it like won't make sense that you have like this tearful weepy moment yeah, in season at four, all. At especially like given the characters involved and everything uh-uh. but you're just like that's part of why the show is great so it's like good. yeah they're able to uh, the show really like evolves in that way seasons three and four are some of the best tv yeah in my opinion like it's so the evolution of the characters is insanely remarkable and i yeah. i just can't recommend the show enough yeah to your, to your point, that uh, that song, it's like I did. I know it is like an anthemic, yep, yep. like mm-hmm. almost like sports or movie montage mm-hmm. song, and it's like, yeah, you don't listen to lyrics because you're just like in your head about. It's like you know the lyrics right. when it comes on, you can say it, and like you're, but you're not really understanding what you're saying. In my mind, I'm just going like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, better than all the rest. Yes, go off. It's amazing. But then, yeah. li- like, it is. Ooh, I love it. So Intense. good. Yeah, everyone, go listen to like. That freaking version of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to talk today about a song that uh, got you through the past year, yeah. or a song that was important in the mm-hmm. past year. And so to kind of set the stage, Pat and I are going to talk about a couple of current events that happened within Tight. the past year. Uh, one of those current events that happened in the past year uh, was that Ethiopia signed a peace deal with Eritrea. Mm. Now, uh, this was kind of a, this was a good thing yeah. uh, in that year. Um, this was, these are two countries in, uh, East Africa that have had a history of being at each other's necks, you know, and like having, I think that's putting it very lightly. Uh, they fought a long 12 year war that ended in 2000, um, with many thousands dead. And they're just like two countries that have really been not, not, not friends, but neighbors for quite some time, um, with 
Eritrea being a much smaller country, mm-hmm. uh, on, but on the water and Ethiopia kind of like always kind of, I think being more of a big bully to them, mm-hmm. but now, now they're going to open up trade and they have a, this peace deal and they're going to have airspace open to each other. Oh, and they're cool. really just trying to cooperate as East African neighbors. That's great. I, yeah, good. I totally did not know that happened. Me either. And, but it's amazing. I guess because like, there's so much horrible things that happen in the news and, the good stuff gets buried sometimes, or at least I'm not focusing yeah. on the good stuff. Well, I think a but, lot of what our news ends up being, mm-hmm. it doesn't focus on the rest of the world. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Especially you, the good stuff about the rest of the world and what other people, especially people of color, it's not going to be yeah. rising to the top of anyone's news feed. Right, exactly. Man. Yeah, uh, I'm reading like a little thing on it here, and they're talking about how also uh, Eritrea sound, uh, signed like some just like foreign policy border things with Somalia and Djibouti right mm-hmm. around them too. So like they're seemingly doing a lot of foreign policy work right now oh. in the Horn of Africa. And uh, apparently this is like a big deal because um, they've sort of been an authoritarian country for a long time. And they're hoping that these this opening up is like a sign that that is loosening. Um, they This article even mentions that they're sometimes referred to as Africa's North Korea. <laughs> Whoa. So if anyone Whoa. had not heard of Eritrea, uh, look them up. A fascinating little country, I suppose. Whoa. I think they're notable also in the world of like colonialism for mm-hmm. being the only Italian uh, colony in Africa. Like Italy was like, we got this one little thing. Whereas like, you know, all these other European nations yeah. had carved up the, the whole country in various ways and had like big, big, big outposts. But Italy just had like one little country. So there's also like this one little country that speaks some East African language mm-hmm. and Italian, which seems weird. Wow. Yeah. I have so much reading to do. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be, Wikipedia is going to get a workout tonight. Yeah. Wow. I wrote a paper on it in college and that's the extent of my knowledge at this point. <laughs> I've forgotten most of it. How'd you remember every paper I wrote in college? I <laughs> immediately forgot. I, all I remembered is that they were the only Italian colony. That's more wow. than I remember <laughs> about my papers. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. I did write about the Kardashians in college okay. and I write about them now. So right. like maybe that is a full oh, yeah. circle That's moment. That's full circle. But I still don't even remember what I wrote about them. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, were they even born when I was in college? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to know. Yeah. You never know. They just I, exist. I yeah. used to try to fit song titles into papers for art history that I was writing. I love Interesting. that. I Interesting. love that. I would do that. I think that was like, it's a fun why challenge. Not? Why not? And it yeah. makes you invested a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Go to school, kids. College is great. True. Um, Pat, what's something else that happened last year? Uh, something else that happened last year was Harvey Weinstein was mm. indicted yeah. uh, for sexual abuse. Yeah. This might have been sort of the one of the. Um, signals of like you know the Mm -hmm. full globalization of the me too movement which had started Mm -hmm. sort of like the year before Mm -hmm. um as more and more stuff was coming out about him and many other terrible men in hollywood um but he him actually like being arrested and having it sent to trial and all that type of stuff Mm -hmm. was kind of like a big uh, it was a turning point a turning point a reckoning a bit like uh where like the biggest of the baddies has actually kind of had well you know, trial's not happened yet, but right, like right, right. seemingly he's getting what's coming to him. Yeah, it's like you can't really, you know, get away with it no matter who you are, what, yeah. whatever's going on, which I think is bring them all down if they, if need be. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. If you do the crime, do the time. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. And or that just one, don't do the crime. Just don't do yeah, the crime. Yeah, just don't do the crime. We don't need them. them. Let's just start with that. Yeah. It's an easy, easy thing to do. Exactly. It's don't, like, that's yeah. simple yeah. enough, Don't do right? crime. Simple. It seems, though, like maybe last year was the first year that everyone finally agreed to that point. Like, I, I, I honestly, <laughs> at, at, from what we've learned, I would say not everyone. I think it's still sure. pretty 50-50. And I think people make a lot of concessions towards either men, women, whoever in their own life who are either acting inappropriately or sexually abusing them or any type of thing um, because we're not taught about it enough. Like we're not taught what is explicitly right and wrong or Mm -hmm. we're not taught about the gray areas and we're not taught that you can go against someone who's, like if your boss is hitting on you, that's sexual harassment. (laughs) Like there are things that you're not just taught as fact. So it's very... It's very odd, and then you know those all those women who voted for Trump, but let me not get on it. But white, yeah, women. yeah. white women, yeah, mm-hmm. not doing us any favors. Yeah, when have they ever? When have they ever? Don't worry, I don't I? I have two white sisters, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Yeah, well, I mean, like uh, us on this side of the table, we've truly done nothing for anyone ever. We've only done horrible <laughs> things. Pe- white men, yeah, ah, uh, poor things. Yeah. I just, I just, yeah, right. I just laughed and scoffed at white women not doing enough. But truly, there is no greater enemy to the <laughs> oh world yeah. than Pat and I. White men are something else. Something else. <laughs> if only to be in the brain of. A, I always think about this sometimes. I'm like, what would it be like to walk around as just a white person and then a white man? I truly like. The sense of just constant freedom yeah. in your life, I truly cannot understand. I mean, what you're saying is like, what's going on in their brain? The sad truth is like, not, not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. We're you don't not, have to we're worry not processing about, that much. You're not and... looking over your shoulder, even like going into a store. You're not like, oh my God, is this going to be the store where someone's going to give me a side eye or follow me because they think I'm going to steal something. Like, you're not no. thinking that. Never. No. You're, and you're absolutely right. And when it comes oh to somebody God. like Harvey Weinstein, who, yeah. it's like, I was surprised that he was arrested mm-hmm. because he has all that money and he was very blatantly throwing money at it. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that happens in America all the time, which is, well, I can just fix yep. fix my problems with this money. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I th- in, on one hand, like, it's great he was arrested. We're having good conversations about it. Uh, but this is like a white man with like a ton of money. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's also like making people think about what power, mm-hmm. what those power dynamics are. Mm-hmm. Be yeah. it Harvey Weinstein or just your boss at your regular job. Exactly. Exactly. It's like no one, it's the way people respond to authority no, on what, on any level is always going to be the same because just how human emotions work. But in regards to money, we're seeing that in the college scandal. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know who the rest of the, you know, non-publicized people are, but I'm going to hedge a bet that they're majority white. And these are people who threw millions of dollars of money to just get what they wanted. And the fact that it's all coming back and they're actually, you know, seeing consequences is probably so jarring to them because i can imagine they're like this probably isn't legal but won't get me in trouble like right. they weren't thinking right. this is fraud this is like truly a felony but because you're they're just like this is right. how the system yeah. works the system this is what works. we you do put, you put extra money into it you kind of get what you want that's exactly. just like how exactly and that you know sort of is how america mm-hmm. works yeah. in a lot of ways whether you're talking about money uh business or college yep. or politics it's like that sort of is the story 
of the, the country. The phrase money talks, isn't that it? Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Or did I come? I didn't come up with that. No. I don't know that you invented <laughs> it, but I'll give you the credit. We can credit you. you here. Thank you. Um, yeah, no one steal that. That's Mariah's. <laughs> if you it's use trademark. it, you, you do have to pay. Yeah, you have Honestly. to pay a small fee. You have I'll, to license I'll it. give you my Venmo at the end. So. Yeah, please do. Please mm-hmm. do. Um, okay, so that's a couple of things that happened in the past year. Uh, what was the song that you chose to talk to us about? Um, I chose a song by Betty Who, and it's called Heartbreak Dream. Great. We're going to listen to a short clip of it right now. Tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how you were saying she gets straight into the hook. Does yeah. It, doesn't waste she any does. time. She doesn't waste, waste time. time. This is like Wait. 50 seconds into the song. I know. And I'm like, I I love pop music that, to a point where it's probably an illness at this point. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, get straight to the hook. Get to something that yeah. I can just repeat over and over That's and what over. we came for. That's what we love about that's music. That's what we came for. Um, great. Well, that's a little taste. Everyone should go check out the song Heartbreak Dream, mm-hmm. Betty Who. Uh, Pat, what was your first impression of this this tune? So when I looked up this artist, uh, the album art on this kind of tricked me. It led me to believe that this was going to be more of like a uh, like a soulful singer song. Right oh. Like I was expecting like almost like a crooner, right? Wow. Like Because it is kind of like an old timey, like uh-huh. maybe like You've 60s. Got like a pinup look. Yeah. 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 Uh, what I was not expecting was this Robin vibe I was getting from it. Yeah. Like, it's, oh man, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And is she, I didn't look up anything about her. Mm-hmm. Is she English? Yeah. She's from New Zealand. Oh, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. Oh, but like, I was a lot in America. Okay. Wrong. Yeah. Uh, but like, I like Same. that her, like, it was, you can hear her accent coming uh-huh. through. And I think that's really cool because so many singers, when they sing, their voice kind of, "Quote unquote normalizes yeah, to yeah, yeah. American like English, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to have that little bit of flair. Nice, yeah. I uh, I listened to I like Betty Who. A lot. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think I found this album in like 2015 or 16. Yeah, yeah. I think like not when it came out, but maybe uh-huh. like within the year or mm-hmm. something like that. And it was a really great discovery because I think back in like. 2010 or nine, I really like went on kind of like a Euro pop kick where especially a British artist. And there is that thing about being able to hear the accent. And that was like a part of what appealed. Like Mm -hmm. Florence and the Machine was around that time and Lily Allen was pretty big. I'm trying to think of like some other artists, but I I was like into into those artists for a couple of years. And then there was sort of like a a drought of it. And then Finding Betty Who again, or that to me was like, oh, I rediscovered this Mm -hmm. sort of like... uh, it's there's just a different brand to I think the pop that and it's funny that she's from New Zealand but yeah. I wonder if and I wonder if I would notice it with like Australian artists too but sort of like pop from the crown versus <laughs> <laughs> America oh but God, I do think God. I do think there's like something pop similar that's a good playlist oh name oh my god I, you yeah. need to make that playlist okay. oh my okay. god we'll make it happen I'm signing up immediately. <laughs> wow beautiful yeah um, but I really like love this album and this was one mm-hmm. of the big singles on it and mm-hmm. um, yeah I love the whole vibe it's so great yeah it's like bright and fun but it's about heartbreak and yeah. perfect yeah it's Sign what we love yeah. you know what yeah. it's like it's take me on this journey I yeah. love it um, so, uh, why was this the song you chose to talk about? Um, so I'm sort of like you, I found Betty like, oh God, I want to say probably six years ago, mm-hmm. which is wild now. 
Um, my sister, one of my sisters, Rachel, had been telling me about her for a long time. And I was like, sweetheart, I got enough music. I'm good. <laughs> and um, we saw her at Pride that year. And I actually left during her set because <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to go home and I want to beat the crowds. So anyway, like that happened. And I think a few months later, I listened to Heartbreak Dream and I fell in love with that song. Um, and so since then, and especially a lot last year, I've had like, I, I, I this, like literally no matter what I'm doing in my life, and I had a lot of, uh, I had a job change, like a sort of some life changes last year that didn't have anything to do with relationships, but it was like, okay, something can be bad for you and you know it, but still it's good for you in the long run. It's like you're learning a lesson mm -hmm. in some way. Um, and if I were to listen to like super sad songs, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. But this is like, okay, things can be absolutely horrible, but I know it's horrible and I am internalizing that, but it will get better. So that's why mm. I loved that last year and like yeah. for the past five years of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good to have something that is like, speaks to what you are experiencing, yeah. but does not let you dwell. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. there's also another thing. So my aunt, she's a, a singer and one of her like biggest pet peeves is a lot of people, um, it sort of goes back to the simply the best thing. Mm -hmm. People will listen to a song, but not listen to the lyrics. And mm -hmm. because it has an upbeat melody, they'll think it's a love song or they'll think it's like a happy song and they'll play those types of songs at their weddings and mm. it's actually a breakup song, or a song about heartbreak. <laughs> and it's so funny because this type of song could conceivably be like someone would listen to this and be like oh no it sounds like they're holding hands or doing all this blah 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 it's great they're in love but they're not actually listening to it which a lot of my friends have had that experience with this song so it's right. sort of like are you smart or, or are you stupid we gotta know it's a test we gotta yeah. know uh yeah that is funny yes that makes me think of like uh you know a classic misunderstanding of a song of like born in the usa it's like well it sounds anthemic and pro-american right and it's, it's like, like no listen not really listen. <laughs> that's why genius.com is your friend because yes. you see lyrics i think that would help a lot of people yeah. just reading what people yeah. are saying rather than listening to the music first and the lyrics second yeah there uh i don't remember what magazine it was it was in but uh they did this article about a mountain goat song called mm -hmm. no children which uh in that article they talk about how people use it as their wedding song oh god and it's and it's like a really upbeat like let's get the crowd kind of singing along to mm -hmm. it um but people use it as their wedding song and the chorus to it is I hope you die. I hope we both die. It's about a couple that's ex yeah, like yeah. self-destructing. And it's like, just the chorus is very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Why are, like, you why are you using this at a wedding? This? Why? It's literally a curse. But cut to me using this song at my wedding. My <laughs> yeah, first right, of course. Um, but no, I also really love this song because I'm all, I'm fascinated by pop music and I grew up listening to like older music and musicals. Um, but in my, in my later days, in my 20s, um, I found that like top 40 music really speaks to me, mm -hmm. even though Betty is not top 40, which is a crime. But anyway, right, right. I love pop music because I've always been fascinated by the science behind it. Because I'm like, it's popular music and it's popular for a reason. There are people who sit around a conference table, analyze the song, analyze the music, analyze the lyrics, the vocals. This sounds great. It sounds great. And what's going to um, like 
appeal to the masses. So I'm honestly like, okay, I like this song because scientifically I should like this song, like, because that's what it's been engineered for. So that's why I like pop music. Have you... This is the police coming. Because yeah, this is the police. Because Betty, that's such who, a good it's too hot. It's such too a good hot. Take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you listened to pop music in other languages? I have. Um, so I really love BTS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened to back in the day. My sisters and I, my, one of my sisters and I, we listened to a lot of French rap. Mm. Um, I took French for a couple of years. Don't remember a lick of it. But I also watched this show called Terrace House on oh, yeah. Netflix. I've heard very um, good things about that. It's the best show on TV. Uh, and there's a singer-songwriter in one of the seasons where I listen to his music, which is sort of like acoustic pop. Um, and I just love it because it's like even if you don't know what someone's saying and like if you don't speak the language, you still can understand the energy behind the song. And then I'll always look at lyrics and like translate it and then it gives me a better understanding of what I'm feeling. So yeah, I love that's it. really Pop cool. music in any form, give it to me. And then I do drip. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're uh, you're sort of an expert on pop culture in mm. general, right? Mm, I guess. You guess? Yeah. Um, I just love it. I love, love my it. I we well, my family and I, we I'm the youngest of three, and my dad's a musician. Uh the majority of my fa- extended family are either musicians or actors and do like musicals, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But since I was a kid, my parents have had always had a theory that you can learn from media. So my sisters and I, we had TVs in our rooms because it was like, you know, you're going to hear or learn about these things. But if we wanted to watch something explicit, like MTV Spring Break or Austin mm-hmm. Powers, mm-hmm. we'd have to sit down and talk about it afterwards. So it got wow. us That's to really cool. understand Whoa. what we liked and what we disliked. And I think sort of fine-tuned our tastes, which I really appreciate now. Yeah, that seems like such a good and healthy way mm-hmm. to deal with that kind of question with your children. Because yeah. I think, you know, parents obviously navigate a number of content issues with children. Right. And they probably don't know because maybe it's like, well, I don't know. I've never been a yeah. parent to three kids before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of parents just draw a line somewhere. That it's they very think, black and they white. They think that there's like, mm-hmm. they're, they're right. guessing about where the line is. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, the line got drawn. Good. We did our yeah. thing as parents. And maybe it moves a little bit, but it seems so... Help healthy to right. sort of let the kids decide what they're doing, but mm-hmm. with the caveat that it's like we're gonna you have you're gonna have to have yeah. a takeaway. And it was like if it's if I truly there were certain things where we really wanted to watch Austin Powers, so yeah. it was worth the hour long conversation after that. But we like when it came to watching like Jawbreaker, we were like, eh, do we really want to talk about it after this? Yeah. I'm chill. Like, I'll wait. <laughs> like so, it was very conscious about what we were consuming and how we were consuming it and why it was important. But um, our parents really fostered that within us because they knew, I think they saw us like whatever interest we had as kids in it and mm-hmm. sort of leaned into that. And here I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. I wish my parents had done that. I think they, they were mostly just didn't have really lines with us. <laughs> I think <laughs> we were kind of allowed like, to do what we wanted to No, do. but the thing is, now, like, I can only imagine, I grew up in the 90s, as, as mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys yes. did, and there wasn't the thing of, like, screen time or no screen right. time or when does your kid get a cell phone, blah, right. blah, blah. That didn't exist. Like, I played Power Pete and the Oregon Trail on the computer and then read a magazine or, like, listened to NSYNC. So that yeah. wasn't, like, any, you're getting all of the sort of 
facets of life and like going outside, doing whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we had a lot uh, more things to sort of occupy our time. So oh, it yeah. wasn't like we were just sat in front of the TV 24 seven. Yeah. We also didn't have cable. So. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Big. I mean, yeah. yeah, like I definitely remember certain days wasting away in front of the television, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, to your point, it's like, I would usually get bored of it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point I could like just walk outside my front door I had probably left my bike within 10 feet of the mm-hmm. door because I'm lazy. <laughs> pick it up and like just ride around. Yeah. Like for yep. no reason, you know. It and was so fun. It was super common, yeah. you know. Like I'm imagining this day as a kid. Now I would either be on a rooftop drinking or still inside watching Netflix. But mm-hmm. as a kid, I would be running around barefoot with my friends like outside. <laughs> and you know, that's just what it was. And I'd come in, watch the big comfy couch and call it a day. Yeah, for sure. That's so funny because... Uh, like hearing about growing up from YouTube. Yeah. When I, I'm the oldest. Ah. So, the, and like my parents tried the oldest to like. How many? Three. Oh, okay. Okay. And like my parents very clearly were just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they did, mm-hmm. a, I think they did a great job. I'll pat myself on the yes, back. Yes, do it. But uh, I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons or oh. Ren and Stimpy, but I could watch Rocco's Modern Life, which seems like a looking back on it. Was Ren and Stimpy not PG? It was, what? but it was grosser. Like it had like um, more suggestive stuff. Oh. Like I don't what think network they, was it on? What channel? They're all on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think huh. Ren and Stimpy didn't really like technically cross any lines. Yeah, but it it pointed at more things that were like yeah hmm. uh, bizarre. I also think it was. It was a little because I had other I had friends too that they weren't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, and it was mostly I think parents didn't understand it, got so they it, thought it, it was right. worse than it was. Mm-hmm. And I think looking back on it, uh, Rocco's Modern Life was like grosser. Which character was Rocco? The, the little wallaby. The, the wallaby. Right? Yes, I'm getting them confused. There's a large. He the co-stars of that show. One is, is Heifer, who's a large cow, yellow cow, oh, and his yes, dog. There's a turtle. Yes. Okay, there's a turtle. There's a turtle. Yeah. Is yeah. an old woman or something? Or no? No, I think there's an episode where he dresses up as an old woman. Oh, okay. The turtle's a uh, male turtle. I believe so. Okay. Um, but saying it uh, like this, because I think it's really interesting that you then had to sit down and mm-hmm. discuss it and dissect it. Uh, because I also saw like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when I was too young. Wow. And Alien when I was too young and i think if i had that um i think it's really great that you had that outlet to sort of discuss those but things. you're the oldest so you're the guinea pig and mm-hmm. i think like oh when yeah i was a since i'm the youngest i didn't see i didn't really watch cartoons i didn't see um any disney movies till my 20s oh wow all the way through because mm-hmm. my sisters were older and i was doing watching and doing what they were doing so sure, yeah. sure i sort of missed little parts of that and i think my parents probably learned from lauren like Oh, if she's gonna watch that, she's gonna have questions. <laughs> we have to be prepared for these questions. Yeah, and then it sort of bled into everything. Yeah, that's else. really cool. It's like literally being the oldest kid. I think is truly the worst <laughs> in so many ways. But because yeah. your parents are winning, and our parents are like so young back in the day, it's insane. Yeah, truly insane. Yeah, I, my dad was like trying to tell some story recently about I forget what the heck it was. We were must have been we were just talking about music for something. For some reason, rap came up, and he was like, "Well, there was this one time, Evan, like you wanted, um, you were like in the store or something, and you came up and said that you wanted to buy this album." And he he said something like, "He was like, and it was a rap album." And I was like, "We're not buying that." 
but I think he, I think he was talking to like, I brought it to my parents and he said that to my mom. Like, I don't oh, think I was, I don't think yeah. I was there for mm-hmm. that, that thing. And I was like, dad, what are you talking about? And I go, first of all, Colin, my older brother of the two, there's two of us. <laughs> I was like, first of all, Colin's the one that was probably listening to rap. Cause he right. was like more of the right age in like the mid nineties when for every white happen. suburban mm-hmm. kid was actually like listening to rap finally. So funny. And, and I was like, and the only things I ever asked you for that were rap, I was like, were Puff Daddy and the family. And I got it for Christmas. <laughs> I love how Puff Daddy, remember that Puff Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But it's like, it's also funny cause I'm just like, whatever whatever my brother probably was asking my dad for, yeah. I don't know what it was, EPMD, Onyx, like some oh 90s hip hop thing, right? Or, you know, even Snoop Dogg or whatever. I can't imagine how spooked like white parents were in the 90s. Oh my God. Oh, oh yeah. About how rap, rap was music. just the most, and R&B, that yeah. was very sexual. Yeah, it's very suggestive. was like that, but that was the biggest music. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't even close. It's um, like, if you weren't listening to that, you might as well have been, like, you yeah. know, in a ditch somewhere. Right. And I'm like, well, Dad, you, it's like, you didn't let Colin do that. But then just a few years later, you know, you bought Puff Daddy for me. Because, because of, like, what? according to the radio, Puff Daddy was a pretty oh safe artist. You know what I mean? Like, because whatever the hits were, were, yeah. like, innocuous. But I'm like, mm-hmm. but there was still plenty of suggestive or swear, yeah. like bad language, and like on yeah. the rest of that album, you just didn't know it was there, and you bought it for me, you know? <laughs> oh right, because like they're only hearing the single. Yeah, exactly. They're not hearing, they're hearing like the I'll be, they're yeah. hearing like yeah. I'll be missing you, and they're like, they're, and my dad's like, this guy's harmless. He just oh covers Sting. God. Like fuck this guy. That's so funny. Uh, That's when, yeah. like so my parents. We I'm Christian. We grew up Christian, and my yeah. mom used to have this rule where. On Sunday, the Sabbath, we couldn't listen to secular music. Mm-hmm. But the only, um, we had, there was one exception and that was musicals. Like we could listen <laughs> to anything. And my uncle was in Rent in the 90s. And so we were able to listen cool. to Rent mm. whenever we wanted. And this is like 96. <laughs> I was five. Yeah. So my sisters and I would be singing La Viva Wham, Take Me or Leave Me, all this stuff. And we just had to like self-censor ourselves. <laughs> so it would uh-huh. be like... It would like instead of saying masturbation, would be like, mm, 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 like just very like <laughs> wild. Even though we knew we were like the word's bad, we don't know what it means. Um, right. Then like parents, the way they decide what's okay to listen to, but also what's not okay. But also we would listen to Marvin Gaye and all these other things, and mm-hmm. I'm listening to it now, and I'm like, that was inappropriate. Like why? Yeah, was, yeah. Why was I able to listen to that and not Hillary Duff? Like I don't right, get sure. it. I don't get it. My my parents got to the point where they decided that I could make my own mistakes. Oh. Um, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, and I on purpose bought a Limp Biscuit album, and it was not their first or second one. I think it was Star uh, Chocolate Starfish and yeah, the or Hot Dog Flavored Water. Hot dog flavored water. Yeah. Yeah. Hot do- oh Chocolate Starfish it. and the Hot Dog Flavored Water was their third album, I believe. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. So real turnaround from you can't watch Ren and Stimpy to you're gonna spend your money on that? All right, go for it. Oh my God. It's like you've made your bed. Have fun. Yeah. Listen, you learn quick. You like, what is worth it? Um, No, oh, thinking back in the day, I used to. (laughs) This is very bad, but I would also um, tell my parents that, like, very sweet, nice pop singers like Mandy Moore, Mm -hmm. Lizzie McGuire. I would tell them that they were saying the N-word in their songs. And my parents 
<laughs> believed me because they didn't listen to it. Oh. And if like anyone, any of us were listening to it, like my older sisters, they'd be like, turn it off. Like, you're not <laughs> listening to this. And for a long time, they thought these women were racist oh until God. I finally was like, oh, I was kidding. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you ever listen to anything just to see? Like, yeah. just to double check this seven-year-old saying this stupid stuff. And they didn't. That, that's their problem. Yeah, See, about so your funny. money, they, yeah, they should yeah. listen. They should listen. <laughs> I mean, and I think going back to, like, your point about, like, Marvin Gaye or, like, yeah. musicals or whatever, I think I think every generation just, or, or parents or whatever, just they kind of, like, select what they think is okay. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they hold on to that for a very long time. And then new stuff is just, it's either scary yeah. or they just, like, they just don't want to put the time in. Like, they At don't want to listen, right, to man anymore. And and so they just decide that it's like bad. And or imagine how hard it was to actually put those songs on back in the day. It's like you had right. to go yeah. put a tape in a cassette player or a CD in a CD player, mm -hmm. find the song, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I guess that was probably a hassle. It's hard yeah. enough for me to search something on Spotify. So <laughs> I know. Um, I, I think of my my dad's a big country music guy uh -huh. and old time music. And like, if 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 Cause you can just imagine, I don't think my dad ever, we never like had uh, symposiums on rap music in my house yeah. or anything like that, <laughs> but like he just generally wasn't into it. Right. And it's like, okay, let's, let's give, let's do one white dad criticism mm -hmm. of rap music, right? They treat women poorly. That's yes. like a thing yes. you hear sometimes, right? I'm like, dad, have you listened to country music? Country music, like old country music, especially. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. about hunting down your wife who cheated on you Literally. and murdering her and her lover. Like that's like what songs, and the it's and they're like, yeah, it's a story song. It's really fun. And like, it's like a movie a for your ears. Song. And you're like, a movie oh about murdering God. someone that you accused of a crime. Yeah. And you took the like law into your, old hand, your own hands. And it's like, oh clap, God. clap, clap for that. That's great. But rap music, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, so, there was a song, um, I think it was like a collaboration between like Lil Wayne, uh, so many rappers. It was called uh, like, I wish I could fuck every girl in the world. Uh -huh. And it was basically saying how, what they would do to these women. It's and a how, love song. It's, and, I, and my sisters and I, we went to our parents and said, if you don't let us listen to this, you're basically anti-feminist. Because what they're saying mm -hmm. is, we love all women equally, no matter their <laughs> gender or no matter their like sex or whatever, like what mm -hmm. they look like or uh, their race, their weight, their age, over 18, but like stuff <laughs> like that. And they really couldn't say anything against that. And we're like, mm. it's an empowering song. It shows that us that you don't have to be like cookie cutter beautiful and you can still be desirable <laughs> <laughs> towards men. And they were like, I guess. And so we did it. And I also did a speech on that in high school. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, shit. Yeah. You and your sisters were smart. Are I mean, smart. You, gotta, you, gotta, I mean, you have to try to turn things in the out. way you need, you know? know? Everything can work for you if you just present it in the right way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I sorely lack any of those negotiation <laughs> skills when That's I was younger. That's a life younger. lesson. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, and like, um, I can't remember what, I was on Twitter before. Ah. Before. You know, before. The uh, recording before yeah. we were recording, not and just like before when it was <laughs> yeah, fun. before time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Back also when it didn't suck. <sighs> uh, but an argument that I see come up a lot is like somebody will just say, like, you know, here's a hot take: mm. fuck Nazis, like mm. whatever. Mm. I and then you about that. I know, right? Mm. Real, real That's tough a one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was 
what I've been doing on Twitter recently is opening up tweets like that, scrolling all the way to the bottom and just like blocking a whole bunch of people. Just self-care. That's self-care. Um, but an argument that I see a lot is, oh, good language. You're swearing. Oh, Almost yeah. as if it invalidates a point. And it's so infuriating to me. Yeah. I have, okay, so there are two things. I think that, okay, if you can really get to somebody without cursing, have at it. But sometimes you need more language than, you know, what's yeah. safe or what shouldn't be censored. It's like, that doesn't automatically mean you're a bad person. Right. You know, or that your morals or opinions don't matter. I know so many down-home Christians who swear like sailors. Yeah. yeah. And they still think that my gay siblings are going to hell. So it yeah. doesn't it doesn't quite shake out. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. Is. Well, and some people are able to, I mean, this is obviously not true of every musical artist yeah. or anything like that or writer, but some people use the language and use words that mm -hmm. are, you know, uh, either curse, like plain mm -hmm. Jane curse words or even like more weaponized words. Yeah. And they use them to, sh to shed light on mm -hmm. something. They're mm -hmm. not using them because they need to emphatically swear right now. Right, right. Um, it just, it reminded me, I was, I was on Genius last yes. week reading all of the notes for Solange's A Seat at the Table, uh, her 2016 album. Uh -huh. And there's a song in there, uh, FUBU, For Us, By mm -hmm. Us. And it's like, it's a song for black people mm -hmm. by a black woman, right? Mm -hmm. And she specifically uses, and I didn't like, I was not aware of this, but like the N word is in the chorus, yeah, uh, rep rep repetitiously, uh -huh. and and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes like I, you know, in listening to the album, like, sure, why not? But then her commentary on like talking about writing yeah. that song was like, she's like, I put that in the chorus over and over again so white people could not sing along. Exactly. To it. And exactly. I was like, yeah. I, and my mind was blown. Like I was like, yeah. oh. That's so smart. Like you write a song mm -hmm. called For Us, By mm -hmm. Us that's like meant to be held onto by yep. a population and not co-opted by another population. Mm -hmm. How do you, in the song, how do you actually do that? Right, right. You like, put that's how you a word it. in there that, you know, white people can't <laughs> <Yeah>. say. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, shouldn't say. Shouldn't say. I know. And they do it all the fucking time. The, the minute I hear someone, a white person say it, I'm like, goodbye. Good yeah. day and goodbye. Yeah. But what I will say is, I'm not a fan of Solange okay. and her voice and like mm. her album. I haven't listened to this album, but I like that idea. So I'm going to go back and like listen to that. But something about her voice mm -hmm. irritates me, but I don't know why. Interesting. I don't know why. Yeah. And I like, I like her vision. I like her thoughtfulness and her aesthetic, but it's just not for me. Not for you. Yeah. yeah. But I got to yeah. listen to that. I haven't listened to the whole album, I don't think. Her so this is yeah. this is her last album I'm talking. She just mm. released an album. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you're talking um, about the one. I'm talking about 2016's okay, yeah. A Seat mm -hmm, at the Table, mm -hmm. which I think is I would I would venture to say more like a little more palatable than her yeah. most recent album. Okay. Um, okay. And it's yeah, I like it, but it's it's not um she she didn't like make a pop album. Right. And she right. didn't even really make. It's an R and B album, but it's, like it's jazzier and it's yeah. Yeah. it's more like low key yeah. and it's not filled with hooks and or anything really even like danceable. Like it is, it's right up my alley. Uh -huh. But it's also a thing where I'm like, if that's the world of music you like, are her previous albums and or her sister's work right. and or like other women like in that genre, I'm like, you might not like right. Right. What is what at this point is her biggest album? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, it's mm -hmm. like it is 
a total step away from that world. Yeah, and one and, of the big, biggest yeah. albums of that year. For sure, mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah, oh my God, that was wild. But, um, but yeah. I do like her, I like her vision and I think she has, how do I put this? I think she has more, um, she's more intellectual, uh, not obviously, than Beyonce. And like Beyonce obviously has more of a, popular uh mm-hmm. like view on how to put out art and all that stuff but if you notice Beyonce doesn't talk a lot like yeah she can't really articulate as much of her passions as Solange can which I appreciate mm-hmm. yeah. so I don't know maybe it's because she was like being trained up to be a superstar so young right, that right. she missed a lot but she's still great yeah oh yeah I mean it's also just an interesting thing about like uh, you know, music in particular is like you could have mm-hmm. uh, somebody delivering absolutely horrible, vapid message in a banger of a song yep. and love that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you could have somebody making what you maybe think is like the most important work and you could just not like it because yeah. you don't yeah. like the music. I mean, yeah. which is, it's so unfortunate sometimes, yeah. but it's also, it's like, oh, that's fucking music. It's like right. the, yeah. the, the message and the art has to like combine mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that you like and other people yep. aren't going to like it. And you and know. that's fine. Yeah. So be it. Yeah. And like when you have cover, like I've heard some covers of songs where I'm like, Oh, I didn't like the original and this one's great. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love a cover like covers like the, yes. simply the best. I, right. If there's a good cover of something, I will nine times out of 10 listen to that more than the original. Sure. It is my favorite hobby is searching YouTube for covers of things, <laughs> especially like, famous singers whose voices I know and love yeah. uh, singing songs. Like some of my cousins who are some of the best vocalists I've ever known. I'll send them songs and say, can you just sing this so I can have <laughs> it and I can listen to it? Cause I want your voice singing these words. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is what yeah. my, uh, yeah. it made like, I can, I yet to feel like a better mental feeling than that. It's just the best thing ever. Yeah. What a gift to have those people in your life. I mean, honestly, so they're helpful. my, truly my employees in that way. I'm like, you have to <laughs> sing this. There was one Christmas I all but trapped my cousin in a bathroom until he uh, sang a full version of Someone Like You. Um, oh, wow. But I could keep one in MP3 files. So That's awesome. Incredible. Don't have a good voice around me because I will, uh, <laughs> I will abuse it. Oh man. Yeah, there's um Julian Baker did a really wonderful cover of No Children. Ooh. So that same song as before, uh, but her voice is so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and I would say transformed it into the sad song that it is. <laughs> that yeah. It's like it's so it really is haunting how certain people can give you two people can sing the same song and you have completely different feelings yeah. listening to them both it's yeah. like oh my god music i love it so much truly magic like you yeah. can't there are a few other mediums where that can happen right so yeah yeah for sure i mean it's just it, it engages you on mm-hmm. diff- so many multiple levels that it's tough like a painting you know i'm sure yeah. painters will be mad at me but like whatever it's just one thing yeah yeah i'm like <laughs> okay go off but that's painting for me is like weird flex but okay yeah I get it, but i'm also like all right, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just am not vibing with it that much. Sure, yeah. Um, but have at it. I've, I've always it. wished I could paint. I would always ask for like paint sets as a child, but it's. I have art. more things to do with my time. Yeah. It's, an old, it's an old art. If yeah. you can do it these days, good on Go you. for it. Go for it. Yeah. Have the time of your life with your little paintbrush, but don't come to my house. <laughs> don't come to my house. Um, would you share a, uh, a a small a setback from the past year with us? Um, oh my God, a setback. Uh, 
maybe that I've had last year I had like work changes and I was in a job that I truly did not like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was only temporary, but it was one of the first times or probably the second time. But the first time I was like super conscious about what was happening where I was like, I, this environment is not for me and this is why it's not for me. And this is why I need to be in this other type of environment. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the biggest setback for me, I think, yeah. that is comes to my mind. Yeah. Uh, what about a step forward from the past year? Um, a step forward would be I finally moved into my own apartment. So I live cool. alone and I never thought I would do that mm-hmm. because I'm, again, the youngest of three and like all of my life has been, I see what everyone in my family does and I'm like, okay, this is how you do things. Like my sisters immediately went from living with roommates to living with their spouses. And so did my parents. Like mm-hmm. no one I know has lived alone. So I was like, you can't live alone. Like that's dumb. But I did it and I love it. And living alone is truly the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you're not doing it and you can do it. Um, so that's probably the biggest step forward. And then I went full-time freelance. So it's Oh, just, awesome. Congratulations. I'm doing me. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic. I only like to be around myself. That's what all this is about. Everyone else sucks. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for sharing your year with us. Of course. Um, we appreciate it. How can people uh, find out what you're up to? How can they read what you're putting out there into the world? Um, you can go to my website, mariahmariahmariah.com. That's Perfect. M-A-R-I-A-H, three times. Um, Twitter, at Mariah, M-R-I-A-H. Yeah, that's me. Awesome. You that's got right at Mariah? No, just M-R-I-A-H, not M-A-R-I-A-H. Ooh. Yeah. Still good. <sighs> Spelling's important. Still good. So it's... A tough one. I got that over a decade ago. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. you. What was your Venmo? Yeah. I don't even know my Venmo. Oh, oh my God. No, it's at Mariah. That's <laughs> M-R-I-A-H. Yep. Great. Send Just want to make sure I get that in there. Send me a dollar. Send her Please. a dollar. You owe it to her. You owe it to me. Thank you. Um, you can keep up to date with this show uh, at repeater.show. That's the URL for everything that uh, we do at the show here, but also at repeater show on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm at eblarden on both of those, uh, those networks. That's not what they're called. Platforms. Social networks. Social networks. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Social networks. That great movie. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, Pat, uh, I'm on social networks too. At <laughs> Pat Cartelli. Yeah. Keep up with the social networks. Um, it's a great trilogy of films. That <laughs> we just have not seen the, the second, the second, second or third one yet. We've not seen what's coming. But they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Amazing. Um, uh, If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend about it. Please rate and review. If you leave us a five-star rating, we have a a deal for you, which is if you leave us a five-star rating, we read it on the pod. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Uh, You get to be as famous as Pat and I and our various guests. Um, that's a promise. So leave a leave a yeah. review. Leave a cover of a song that you love. Mm. You know what I mean. And we'll we'll shout it out and I listen to it that. ourselves. Or tell us your thoughts on Terrace House. Yes. I'll take yeah, take both. Yes, do please. both. Do both. Um, but that's it, Mariah. Thank you again for yeah. Thank you us. so thank much. You so much, everyone out there in the podcast world. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hit repeat. Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford-Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, 
hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. It's the best. You just come in, you leave, and it's like, oh, it's up. Beautiful. Wonderful.